Everyone, this is Pretend Wizards with Roxanne. I was listening to this K-pop song, and the music video has like the idols killing each other with like incredibly straight faces, and it was kind of disturbing. That sounds good, Brittany. You liked it. The yeah. song was really cute, though. Uh, that sounds like you're kind of stopped for a music video too, though, John. Spent the last two days struggling to go up and down stairs. Thanks, leg day Friday. Dina. I eat mustard out of the jar. <laughs> and the Rocky fuck is L. wrong with you? It's so good. Mustard is good. How mustard about that does. Grant Thomas, everybody? Am I right? Wait, so you just I get a spoon can... and you're just like, yo, <laughs> mustard time. Like the whole whole seed one. Well, whole uh, yeah, like the pop style. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand why you just eat a condiment. John is a, a mustard open hater. the fridge, and I'll be like, mm, look at that mustard. You're like, mm, I'm hungry. I, I can eat anything I, in the fridge, but I'm going to eat this mustard. It's usually not a spoon. It's just my finger. I'm just like, yeah. no. Now that's barbaric. Yes. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I usually don't get a spoon. Usually, just use a finger. Yeah, I mean, like, usually why do you just a spoon? dump but, it into your face Well, no, hole. usually what I do is I get a carrot stick. Which carrot I, and mustard? Yes, actually. Yeah, I've done I that plenty really of times. You can carrots. put mustard on anything. Yeah, those are yeah, or, or mushrooms. Mustard like mushrooms are really good. You can put anything Ew. on them. Yeah, I had a coworker who eats carrots and peanut butter. Celery and peanut butter. That's so normal. It's pretty normal. That's so normal. Actually. Is it normal? It Eat is. Carrot? Like take a carrot and then dip it in peanut butter. Yeah, it's yeah. like an old school white person thing of putting <laughs> like peanut butter on vegetables. And the classic one is celery because yeah. those taste really good Ants together. Peanut butter on celery is good. It's really good. But, but it's still like a white person thing. Like, I would eat peanut butter out of a jar with a spoon, but I wouldn't eat mustard. I used to peanut walk around college condiment. with a p- jar of peanut butter. Yeah, well, you know what? It makes more sense than eating mustard out of a spoon or it, on my finger. It's just, it is a little intense, but sometimes you just want that mustard. Yeah. You've never like took a little squeeze of like sriracha on your fingers? Hell like, yeah. That? No. They no? try to take no. my plate away at like the bar when they give me pretzels and stuff. And I'm like, no, no I need to eat the mustard. This mustard is fucking good. Get away from me. I still don't understand. Their mustard is really good. Though. Okay, D and D, everybody. D and D. You have that whole pretzel. Just dip the whole pretzel in mustard there. chat. So, do you, you guys? My, my opening got overshadowed. It by did. Mustard Normally, talk. it's whoever's last is like, okay, that's going to be what we're. I mean, mine was for five like, minutes, but no, John was like, no, we need to talk about this mustard situation. <laughs> okay, D and D. Okay, do you guys remember what happened last week? Nope. No, no idea. No, we're all either. stinky and smelly and look like successful adventurers. I have money. Well, I think in general that's um, how all of you are all the time at this point, except for at the start of the day when you actually take a shower. Um, so uh, you guys got back to the city and you found out that there's some sort of like enforced like mo- like night of silence or something. You're not actually sure how long it goes until, only that it's going on right now. And that whatever, I'm sorry, uh, so it's, it has to do with like a, a funeral that's happening in Atlas Central for Robespierre that's like involving like a lot of the nobles and such. And Well, you said all of the nobles when I asked the person. But... Y- yes. All the nobles. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like that's talk- an important distinction. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, it is. Okay, there's a very big difference between getting some of the rich and powerful people in one place at the same time and getting all of the rich and powerful people in the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. The the latter is the situation where they all get blown up, and then... Like, when they're all in the same place at the same time, I feel like that implies that there could be some sort of disaster scenario about to happen. Uh, That's a little meta, I think. 
I'm thinking of like movies. Oh yes, yes. A I'm, place. I'm still saying it's a little meta. It's you bringing in outside knowledge of the way stories work to see like, oh, this is the time where things could go very wrong. But that's that's like a kind of meta that even a regular person go, oh, oh uh, like like it's still meta. Theresa could be like, I've read a story like this before. Yeah, okay, I've I see a story what you like mean. This like Dweezil himself. Oh my yes. gosh, now we're getting weird. Dweezil's own metatextual knowledge <laughs> of in-world events. Like, oh my yeah, god, exactly. fucking several layers here. That's all meta, meta. Yep. Okay. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Okay. No, what was I going to say? Just peel back the layers. It's all there. I wanted to see how long you would drift out. Like, are you still making a noise right now? No. Okay. So, uh, you guys are back in Atla. You've all kind of decided that you're going to meet back up at HQ next day. But now you're just kind of all going back to your various residences Kind of. I think a few of you have some stuff you want to do, but um, in general, the last person you went was Dweezil. Uh, you went to two bars. One that was more like a... I actually don't even know literally anything about this place, but it's. I was basically thinking, oh, it's like a, like a, like a hard adventurer chachis. I don't actually know what a chachis is. Oh, well, a chachis is more like a TGIF. It's like a themed not, TGIF, not, isn't it? No, or is it just like a TGIF? It's just got garbage all over the world. I've never, I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm. Pretty I'm not really. Sure. I don't really know that either. I'm it's, pretty sure that. Do they still exist? It's just I don't fucking. I know. just they were mentioned in like really old movies yeah, that like, I and I never like knew what the fuck they were really. It's talking like a proto like Applebee's TGIF, <laughs> uh, Texas Roadhouse, uh, whatever the other one is. Those restaurants that are all exactly the same. Ruby Tuesdays. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I forget, yeah, I've been to, only been to those a few times, and they're always kind of mediocre. Except for one time I went to one in an airport, and they had, like, a burger covered in bourbon sauce. And I was like, this is pretty good, actually. But I guess you can't really fuck that up. Yeah. Okay, so Dweezil went to, like, a rough-and-tumble bar, called Barker's, uh, and you found out exactly what's going on. But you don't, oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, you don't know, like... Actually, know how brutal the like. It must be pretty. Like, oh, yo, I've assumed that it was bad news. If it is enough to keep literally everybody in line yeah. and off the streets. So the suggestion is that like whatever they're enforcing, like they're enforcing it really hardcore. Uh, and so after that, we're moving clockwise from Raphael. So it's going to be John next. Yep. So. Uh, John, what do you mean we're sitting in completely different places? Yeah, oh my god. Well, actually, that's not... like We actually like didn't even need to expose the fact that this is the second one, because we do usually sit yeah. in the same place. We sit the same goddamn seats every single yeah, time. Yeah, it especially helps because the mics never really move, except for mine, so... We leave our character sheets on the table. Do we? I thought... Usually I feel yeah. like you pick them up. I haven't been. Yeah, you used to put them away all nicely and everything, but now we're just like, uh, dice are still out and everything. I'm yeah. tired of picking everything out. <laughs> I, I don't think you need, I think you don't need to either. It was nice, but we don't want you to like put yourself out for a thing we probably all don't appreciate. I just don't want the cats to like step on things. Oh, and like leave paw prints on it and stuff. Yeah. I feel like the sheets are already kind of trashy. They've been Mine looks used great. for like a while. So. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. So, John, where do you want to have been dropped off? Do you want to be at your house or somewhere else? Shira has a goal in mind. Oh, okay. Oh, that's true. Some stuff did happen yes. a little while ago, very yes. recently. So, Shira, you step out of the half plant, half poppy red trolley 
um, silently bidding goodbye by not probably doing anything because you don't give a fuck to the trolley man. Uh, you step out into the street and look at where your house should be. What's there? A fucking like Amazon rainforest yep. now? So you step out onto like the long, wide streets of the Tartan Quarter, the impeccably clean alabaster um, district of the rich, the wealthy, and the well-to-do. Um, and in front of you, instead of your old, slightly decrepit, but impressive family, ho- family manor winter's home, uh, you see just like a solid brick of forest. So impenetrable, you can't see more than 10 feet into it until it terminates into shadows and darkness, foliage, and soil. Small sprouts have uh, begun like cracking through the uh, pavement surrounding your house breaking through the heavy and mica-sparkled walkways of the Tartan Quarter. I don't even know. That was the thing I wanted to do, is go into my house, and now I literally can't. I mean, you just have to get through the forest to get there. Uh, 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 uh. Fine. I'm going to try and get through the fucking forest. Okay. Um... So what is the stat for finding your way through place through like places you don't know now? Uh, would it be It would have been intuit direction before. Would it be uh nature? nature um, survival. Yeah. Hmm. Insight. No. Uh, I should have an extra sheet here. Ruff, you're gonna see your sheet. can't be that hard. My fucking house wasn't that far from the street. Well, that's It wasn't, but now it is. Yeah, because it's fucking shitty magic. Maybe it grew some leggies and is, like, wandering around the woods. Okay. Um. Let's do insight. Perception? Insight is, like, looking at people. Yeah, perception. Nineteen. Okay. So, uh, Shira, you start going through the forest, and several times you find yourself um, getting turned around in odd ways, uh, like uh, making like a turn when you don't mean to, or trying to get around a tree, and as you are turning around the tree, suddenly like feeling like a sense of vertigo and unable to like figure out your original direction but uh each time one of these like situations happens you manage to kind of shake it off or reorient yourself and uh it only takes you five minutes to get to your front door uh you press aside some like heavy foliage with uh dark uh mottled black and white berries on them and you find your door on a scale of one to ten how hard is it to make these trees go the fuck away? I I don't know. You never tried to. Yeah, I know. I can't saying... just answer that question. You have to try to make them go away and see if it's hard or not. Like, like that's just how it is. I hate this a lot. I'm gonna go inside. 
Okay. So the door itself, as you push away, like these bushes, is covered like from the bottom to the top in vines clinging to its every surface, wrapping around the handle, coiling around the, um, oh, I forget the name of the, the part on the outside of the door. The molding? Like yeah. The frame? Yeah. Yeah. Molding. That's good. That's, I think that's not exactly, I think I'm thinking of a really weird archaic word, but yeah, molding is fine. Um, Lintel, post lintel. I think it's lintel, yeah, is what I'm thinking. But that's just the top, actually, isn't it? Well, the sides are the posts. Oh, okay, yeah, the post and the lintel. Yeah, so um, the vines coiling around the posts and the lintel, clinging to every surface, small bits of ivy and mushrooms themselves growing off the wood. You What the fuck? You grab the door handle and pull, and it resists a lot just because there's so many vines, like gripping onto it, but they do tear away, uh, letting you inside your own home. Okay. Um, I'm going to look out a window. What does it look like when I look out a window? It it looks like someone drew the curtain. It's just like a solid mass of green over the window. Okay. The inside of Winter's home is, I mean, it is like getting to be night, So, but it is uh, also feels much more cave-like like they're like none of the windows seem to look out onto sky or open air they're all covered um i assume nettles is around or no well you said you think to yourself while you're asking me you assume nettles is around like nettles is like standing there uh to the right good evening sir do you know why this forest is growing outside i'm afraid not lady shira I was never uh, quite talented with magic. But do you think it's something the family could have brought in case of an emergency? No, there's nothing in your father or mother's records about such a thing. Hmm. Nettles, I need the keys to Moira's room. I will... I had them locked as per your request, but of course I have kept the keys. Yes, I need them. We need them. He's he's, he's yeah. out here. His hand is out, like okay. holding them. And I like, take them and then immediately sternly walk quickly to Moira's room. Okay. So you quickly stalk your way through Winter's home, up several flights of stairs, uh, into uh, sort of the. The children's wing of the place is where, like, um, the members of Winter's home lived, like, until they come of age. So that's where Moira's room is. Uh, you walk into it. It is uh, a sort of, like, a much more colorful section of the house. Um, it contains less, um, what is that? Uh, intimidating and imposing portraitures of your family throughout the ages, less depictions of warriors, combat, and strife, and more depictions of nature, of the sky. Uh, large, soft banners um, festooning like the various corners, or at least what's left. You've sold many of the upholstery here to help pay for the house. Therefore, it feels a little bit more barren than it used to, a little more empty. You head over to um, really the only room in this wing that's been occupied for a while. Well, 
occupied in a while, though not, you know, recently, of course. Uh, and you head to Moira's room. A door not uh, very different from any other in the area, except for what it means to you. All right, I'm going to unlock the door and go inside. You take the key, and it's a small, <coughs> simple um, key of brass construction, and place it in the door handle, turning it and unlocking it. You haven't been here in a very long time. And you also ordered nettles to keep it shut, so really nobody has been in here for a while. Yeah. Uh, Shira's going to start like, looking through the room, seeing if there's anything... Like diary, journal, books, like thumbing through, like texts, just seeing if there's anything of of worth. Okay, you head into um, Moira's room. Uh, it is a room of uh, bright blues and whites bringing to mind like the sky in winter, a clear crystalline, uh, like happy horizon. Um, the bed itself lies in the corner, made, uh, a fine layer of dust lies across everything since Nettles hasn't been able to come in here and, like, do his regular cleaning. However, the window is open on the far end of the room, a cold breeze running through. A large mass of plants has grown across the cushioned uh, reading area immediately next to that window, um, winding down its plush blue uh, cushions and down into the heavily carpeted floor, taking root and spreading along nearly two or three feet from the window itself. This goddamn forest! Alright, I'm... Do I? When does does the window look like it was opened recently, or are there fingerprints on it, or did the trees smash through it? Uh, the you can roll an investigation if you want for like a whole like general searching stuff, but I can also directly answer some of the questions just because there are very specific things you're looking for. Uh, yeah, I would take the general. Okay, roll. Eight. Plus. plus. Is there any pluses? Uh, intelligence. So plus three. So eleven. Okay. Uh, you use uh, you like investigate the window, looking for any sign for like how long this has been open. Normally, you wouldn't need to do this because you'd be like, "Oh, look at all these plants growing on it. It has to have been open forever." But that's not really inappropriate. Like, uh, that doesn't really mean anything here. Um, so you're looking for any sign of fingerprints or whether it looks like it was like pushed or smashed open by like just a natural thing like these plants. Yeah. Um, it would be pretty easy to figure out the difference between the window literally being pushed up versus the plants. Yes, the window is not broken like at all. So okay. it <laughs> probably wasn't forced open by the plants. So I mean someone from outside intentionally opened it. Yes, someone has to have opened it in such a way that didn't damage any part of it, which would not have happened if it was just the plants forcing it open. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go to the chair where the tree branches are and investigate the chair, see if there's anything on it. There's no chair. Well, you said in the well, in the corner where the... Because it goes from the window and it stretches out to... It stretches out several feet from the window. It's okay, just like sorry. a radiating um, mass of vines. Okay. Um, well, do I... My original search was going to be for any texts or documents or anything. Do I see anything or no? Um, you see several, like, books on Moira's personal shelf, like, at a desk. Um, beyond that, there are real no, no real texts. All right, I'm going to sift through the desk. Mm. Um. Does the desk look, look like it's been touched at all? Because obviously it's... The bed is covered in dust. The desk would be as well. So yeah, I could just search the room for anything that looks like it was disturbed. Yeah. Um, no, everything seems to be covered in dust. Like, nothing appears to have been disturbed. Okay, so someone just opened the window to let the trees in? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to investigate at this point. Like, I, I'll sift through the books on the shelves, like, thumb through them. Uh, there's not like a lot to find there. They're children's books mostly, like stories and such like that. Okay. Which what one? are you looking for? Information, like literally anything. So it's like <gasps> look under her bed. <laughs> look in places that. Yeah. Someone I vote children's books. Well, that's so when I say I'm searching. John is like never going to find his kid's weed stash. <laughs> well, so the problem is, is that I have to be super hyper specific when I say search. I'm going to search the desk drawers. I'm going to look underneath the bed. I'm going to look underneath the no. Lamp. So saying you search or, the desk obviously searches the drawers, but well, you have to I don't be know. Hyper specific. Sometimes it's not how they, things go. If I don't, if I'm not hyper specific, then you're like, no, you didn't search that. So I'm going to search the desk drawers. I'm going to search underneath one at the a bed. time, John. Okay, I'm going to search underneath the bed. Okay, I got a three. So I don't. No, I'm just gonna take it. Take twenty for each thing. Yes, you're gonna spend your whole night searching. Yes, the I room? will spend my entire night searching. <laughs> okay. Moira's room. I'm not joking. I will literally no, spend my entire. She opens turn. up one, I think one drawer. Yeah, staring at just it. Just staring. <laughs> yes. What's in my, here? My entire turn is going to be searching Moira's room. Well, no, no. I mean, I think it's appropriate for like Sherry to be like, "Shit, some stuff went down with Moira. I'm gonna search her shit for literally the whole night and fuck sleep." Um, remember, you do need, if you want your long rest, you have no, to actually take she won't it. Sleep. Okay. Oh, no. So, she's going to um, be so cranky. <laughs> so, just regular then. Yeah. This is Shira's regular night. Um, I haven't slept in 10 years. Elves don't need to sleep. Okay. So, yeah, Shira totally wants to go into the final battle having not long rested. Yeah. Um, well, I so, feel like the, the information in this room could be potentially important. It could be. Like, it's it's hard to say. So, um, you want to look under the bed or in the desk more? Because I feel like you've looked through the desk. Yeah, so underneath the bed then. Okay. And then, like, I mean, if you're, if you're rolling uh, an investigation check, um, that allows you to do much more general searches. Because, like, if you're looking under the bed, that's already, like... Why even roll? Like, you're just looking under the bed. If there's something under the bed, you find it. Just want to search the bed area? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you didn't get very good. Uh, so you search through the scrub. bed. Scrub. You a scrub at searching. Like, well, you, you said he didn't get good. Oh, I see. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, good. For a funner. Oh, I, when I played uh, with the Seth and his friends, 
I had to I had to try so hard not to interrupt all the time. I'm like, I don't know most of these people and I should not be constantly interrupting other people like I normally do. It oh, was very yes. difficult. No. <laughs> yeah, so I thought you just meant in general for like some kind of game. Oh no, no, like... I was just playing D D with some other people and I didn't know most of them well and I was like oh, I wanna interrupt everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. Um so you search the bed and the surrounding um, surrounding area, and after a little bit of searching, you find what appears to be a small book with a tiny gold lock on it. It's <clears throat> hidden, like it's her in diary. Be- it's hidden in between the. Uh, the bed, like the mattress, and like the frame and the backside, like near where the pillow is. What's the lock made out of? It looks, I don't know. Is it a simple lock? Is it complex? It, is it? It looks ridiculously simple, you know, like the kind that is literally you or me in real life could lockpick it because it's one tumbler, probably. Okay. I'm going to just stare at the book for probably like an hour. Okay. Shira really is fucking super dramatic and stares at this tiny book. The sun slowly dies on the horizon. The room grows dimmer and darker. The uh, warm pinks and reds of dusk dying in the room and slowly it becomes colder, a dark blue. Open the book. Okay, Shira, you just place your hands on the book and just pull so gently. The lock snaps open, breaking under your very, very mild strength and uh, exposes what's inside. Okay, I'm going to flip to the end and read the last few pages. Uh... You read the last few pages, and they don't really make sense. What do they say? They... It's, they say something about, like, um... Living in peace and things like that. You realize that it's like a story. Okay, so then I go to the the beginning and just, like, thumb through it quickly. Okay, you thumb through it quickly, and it actually seems to be, like, a storybook that someone was writing. Things are crossed out and changed. Sections are inserted in with, like, sheets of paper. Um, Ideas are scribbled in the margins. Okay. Um, How big is the book? Um, it's pretty small. It's like, um, maybe like, maybe like three or four inches thick. And then, uh, maybe about, maybe about five inches tall. So like not quite as large as like the sheet of paper in front of you. Cause the sheet of paper in front of you is, um, what is that? Eight by 11? Eight by 11? What's eight, eight and a half by 11? Eight and a half by 11. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'd say it's maybe, like, six inches tall. It's like okay. a small squat book that's a little thick for its size. All right, well, Shira's going to read the whole book. 
after thumbing through it quickly, okay. realizing what it is. Okay, sure. Do you, all the notes, everything. You sit down and read through the book, and your turn's over. Okay, Roxanne. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you have a name. I don't know if you want to do that in the morning when you go shopping, you know, if, you're, if that's going to be part of your shopping. It might be, only because it might cost a lot of money. I'm not really sure what you're doing. I only just gave you a name. So, do you want to go home, or do you want to go somewhere else? Well, I am not aware of the severity of this curfew, so I don't know. Well, it's not exactly a curfew. It's... Just, I mean, I would call it, it's not a curfew in name, but it is, in fact, a curfew. You are not allowed to be... Wandering around. Wandering around. Yeah, it's kind of a curfew in the way that, like, it's not like a child's curfew, but it is like the way curfews operate in real life. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, a curfew. I don't know. Except that you don't really get in trouble for being out. This dangerous curfew? Is it a... I don't know. Yeah, you don't really I'm know. I'm unaware of the you're, severity. Uh, yeah, okay. but you're Sapphire Melody. You'll be quiet anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I want to go to Logger's Pool and go visit Yuri. That's probably the worst place to go, but whatever. Um, I mean, maybe. The party isn't actually in Logger's Pool. Okay. The party. Um, you don't know that. Party. The party. Well, I the would party. assume what that it would be. What the fuck am I calling a funeral a party? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, guys, you're going to be at the party? A celebration of life. Yeah. Mm, I'm just so goth. I have to call funerals parties. <laughs> okay. So, you uh, get dropped off in Logger's Pool. You I'll just... say goodbye to Hickory. See you later. And then head off the bus. Okay. Hickory, like, turns to you and says, It's dark out there tonight. Quiet. Don't leave me with it. Before things get quiet, that's when things get bad. Those are the nights you remember. The ones where you can hear your own heart beat. Chunkity-chunk, clickety-clank. I'll just nod <laughs> and then that, that, that's what That's the sound that hearts make. Mm -hmm. Yep, you know? it is. It is. So, um, you step out of the uh, trolley immediately into like five to six inches of wet stinking mud loggers i have rubber boots yep you do <laughs> so it loggers pool around you the smell of decaying plant matter and old soaked wood floats into your nostrils luckily because there's nobody out the smell of unwashed sailor is not <laughs> present today wow mm, it almost makes it nice here uh, the sound of the busy docks uh, have become completely quiet. The only noise floating on the air is the soft swell of the uh, river against the docks themselves, the sounds of objects floating in it, small fishing traps, buoys, um, bits of trash clinking up against the wood, creating a slow swelling rhythm in the nighttime. Wow, this is so nice. I hope this happens more often. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so I, if I remember where Yuri lives, it's somewhere in here. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go right directly to... Have yours, has your character been there? <sighs> Sheesh. I know... I can't recall. Sapphire didn't get the new marbles that we that, had? Ragna got them. Oh. Okay. I well, think you may have, like, we were all kind of together during that. 
weren't we? I mean, even regardless, I, I think you can just say that, you know, you know. It's not it like is, I can fine. look around. It's not, I can it's, ask around at Yeah, this but point. it's also, like, not really an interesting problem to solve. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care. We've interacted with this NPC several times. Well, so. I don't think you have. Because it's actually been very, like, isolated who's interacted with him. It's always alone, pretty much. It's like Dweezil, Ragna, to... and Lolani. Yeah. And other people have never exchanged a single word with him. Mm. They just know the marbles. How about... I've asked Ragna about it on the trolley because, you know, or I asked everybody about it. Like, have you heard? I think the easiest thing is just that the person gave you his name and address. Oh, that works. (laughs) Which is completely logical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But also means that your character is not, I don't think has actually met Yuri Praetorian. So this is difficult because you're going to have to talk to him as though you never talked to him before. (gasps) Okay. Okay weird so it's not as though we're great friends <laughs> no no but it also means that your character is kind of unaware of his quirks as an enchanter so um you walk through town until you find yourself at the right address and in front of you is sort of a i'm not really sure what the name of these buildings are it's a large sort of sheet metal warehouse in a like a general half moon shape like half circle shape place in the ground. Oh. Raphael's about to tell me what it's called, which is good because do you know? You know exactly what I'm talking about. A closet hut. What? Closet hut, right? Is that what it? What? Those, Are you sure? Those, those uh, half circle, like, <laughs> looks like a half of a can cut yeah. and put down on the ground. Oh. They're I believe in, it's called a closet hut. There are some on a Beale Street? Yeah. Is that a Beale Street? Yeah. yeah. Okay, which I know a, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but there's some near the harbor. Like, they're very weird, housey things. Like cut think, in half and lane so that it's like a dome, but yeah, not rounded. Yeah, but on, flat on both ends. Right, yeah, both like, ends. like I a think I'm sat. On yeah, the I think I'm just very used to them because like I think they are. They're so near. Quantum me. hut. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, what they make real houses out of that? <laughs> That's you. fucking cute as hell. Yeah, but see, Quonset hut. Look at this. Quonset look at that hut. one. <laughs> I huh. want one now. How curious. I it must be a bitch to heat. I wonder... Yeah, continue on. Oh, no, shit. I want to go look at, like, remodeled Kwanzaa cuts now. Um, yeah, so that is what it is. I'm not sure what they're generally for. They look... They're, they seem like they're very much, like, warehouse shit. Like, the ones by us are by, like, that metal recycling scrap mm-hmm. area. So yeah. So it's very, like, grungy. They're very grungy. Utility. Yeah. So um, that's in front of you. Um, a large door uh, standing in front of you, like, double wide. Well, this is a business, so I'm allowed to just walk in. So I'm just going to... You say, the sun having nearly set, (laughs) not really knowing what their hours are. I don't know. I need help, so I'm just going to go in. Okay, you're just going to go in. You walk up to the door and, like, go to pull it open, and it's locked. Got to knock on it, I guess. Okay, you knock on it. As you get close enough to knock on it, uh, you hear, like the sound of uh like just really really loud machinery and also what sounds like um past that like classical music (sighs) i guess i'll just wait for a break in the screeching metal sounds and then knock again 
Okay. Uh, you kind of sit there for like 10 minutes before all of a sudden, like the screeching metal stops for a moment. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like start like hitting the door really loud. Yeah. Okay. So you start like knocking on the door like really, really loudly. And um, the at the very least, the screeching metal noise like doesn't start up again. Uh, and there is a long moment, and you hear a bunch of crashing noises all of a sudden, and a bunch of cursing in a language you don't understand. And uh, several minutes later, uh, the door opens like a crack, showing like a long, very thin, stretched out face, like pressed into like the small open slit of the door. Um, its owner's face. Uh, unnaturally long and thin, made even more so by like the way it's being displayed right now. Almost as though he has pressed his face through the slat of the door like clay. <laughs> uh, yes? Are you? May I help you? It is quite late. Is it? Oh yes, the sun dies on the horizon, bleeding into the lake. Not a time to be out, no. I don't, oh, I remember Yeri had like a really fucking heavy Russian accent before. Can I do that? Um, yeah, okay, Maybe my, he just try. switches it up. Yeah, just he just switches fun. to like it's... fucking cartoon vampire sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, yes. You're gonna, now, now it's up. your turn to suffer. Shut up. Just go wodka. 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 <laughs> I'm not very good at, like, the Russian thing of, like, replacing W's and stuff. Uh, are you Yuri Praetorian? <laughs> yes, I am. Ugh, God, I can't do that. It's been forever. Uh, I was told that you make dolls, and I need a doll made. Who told you this? Francois Auguste from mm. the Stonecutters Guild. How dare he bleed huh? my secrets into your open, greedy mouth. <laughs> Uh, uh, but, so you do make dolls? He, his eyes, like, narrow as he looks at you. Hmm. It doesn't... One could say that if one was Philistine. If one lack vision. Because... Tell me. Hmm? Are we not all dolls? Yes. Puppets. Yes. With. But I need one for this small soul to become easier for them to move around. And I'm going to, like, open my bag and pat Mezzo on the head. Okay. So you open your bag and, like, Mezzo is. Let me look at your inventory. Huh? Oh. (laughs) Uh, I have a lot of shit. Well, you had a lot of shit. What? Let me see. Uh, I, I can't get out of my car. What do you mean I have a head? You had a lot of shit. Kill Mezzo and then reincarnate them. Well, I don't know if it would work like that. It Mezzo, takes the soul from another thing so and puts it in stuff. a new body. I told shit. you I have a lot of shit. You better not take away my shit. Mm. You have so much you won't hear nothing. No, I know what I have. Uh, actually, how long do you think it would take if okay. something was surreptitiously removed from that list for you to know what exactly it was you were missing? Oh, never. Well, there are Literally key things never. that I have yeah. 
fondness of, but then other stuff. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, just a random thing. I actually do. do not remember what this is from, but you'll probably be able to remind me. Oh, dear. So, Metho has taken your torn sheets with gloopy shit on them and sort of, like, is, oh. like, molding them into a ball and, like, messing with the shape of it as though it's, like, clay. Oh, that's fine. That is, um... Oh, gosh. That's from when we were in the ghost basement... And oh my god! Okay. It's like not good stuff for them to be touching, but that's fine. You, <laughs> you have that. I don't remember you taking that. I don't know. What is that? Why did you take that? I don't know. I it's like a biohazard. It to clean up other like, stuff. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, Yuri looks down at Mezzo, and his eyes widen. He just opens the door fully at that point and begins like. Basically, like, grabbing Meso's head and, like, turning it over. Hmm. How fascinating. I mean, the vessel that this child has now is kind of makeshift and, I don't know, not super And yet still, it moves. It thinks. It feels. Uh Uh-huh. Does it feel? He goes to, like, go to poke one of its eyes. And then it's just like, is this tapping on its glass? Hmm. It appears not. It's not very, like, it's crude, which I want to remedy, because Mm. I was just somewhere recently that made me remember that... I see. We are really all just dolls, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Then you are kindred spirit, you understand. Mm -hmm. We are but meat puppet, controlled by... Desire built into our bodies. Slaves. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're made of meat, you yes. understand. You yes. understand me. Oh, oh no. Please I feel like, come in. I feel like he's gotten darker. I feel like he was more benign weirdo last time. Um, kind of. I, the, the, the thing with, um, like, his storyline was written, like, actually kind of, like, before the campaign even started, and you guys just kind of never really got involved in it. <laughs> um, so whether or not he was more benign, it really just had to do with your own ignorance. <laughs> um, and Roxanne's doing a very good job of, like, kind of stumbling exactly into the stuff that, like, she needs to say. <laughs> so you head into um, Pretorius's place? Mm-hmm. Okay. I brought some materials also that might be oh, helpful. Oh, okay. So Dr. Pretorius uh, leads you like past many like shelves of like junk and garbage and various and some various magical objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like various piles soon about the room. You just kind of have to like wind in and out of it, like passing through a very narrow like pathway through the garbage. That's fine. Until you make it from one side of the place to the other where there is a more clear area, um, which seems to be kind of the workshop. There's like a uh, large object covered by a dirty tarp in the middle. Oh dear. <laughs> um, but beyond that, like that's kind of the only thing in the middle. The rest of the stuff has kind of been like, it looks like hastily shoved to the outside. Like, oh, I'm going to have company. Better clean up and <laughs> just kick it to the side, mm-hmm. like a walking space. So. Um, he walks over to a table and just puts his arm down and then just sweeps all the stuff down onto the floor. Several things break. Probably um, fine. And then he just walks over to you and without asking your permission, okay. or, or Mezzo, just grabs Mezzo and uh, puts them on top of the table. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, how 
What is it? What is problem? I see many problems, but I always see it in amateurish work. Yeah, this outer shell part was just for, like, holding them until they could find a suitable meat body to, like, take over. But I think it would be better to have a special vessel just for Mezzo. Mm, I forget. Um, does this body have, like, the... Does it still have the symbol on the back of the head? Or did you get... We like, carved that away. Okay, you carved crudely. it away. Okay, I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, so what did you just say? Uh, I think it would be better, nicer, to have a vessel made specifically just for Mezzo, only for Mezzo, instead of this crude shell commonly okay. made to be thrown away. Hmm. I mean, um, I've already customized it a little bit with all these, like, pretty eyes. Okay. And there are some uh, trophies inside, too, for strength and... Uh, Good luck. <laughs> You're trying to think how to justify it. How did how did Sephardi justify it like to herself? Um, he nods. Mm, yes, I see in my mind's eye vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come back tomorrow morning. I have this and this other thing too that might <clears throat> help make. A very nice vessel, and I'm gonna put the big chunk, like head-sized chunk of Blarney stone on the table next to Mezzo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he uh, like takes out a monocle with like several magnifying lenses on it that begin to whir and pulse and flip in and out <sighs> as he like moves Sorry. towards and away from me. He's like, hmm, an interesting material. Hmm. And maybe this too. I don't know. It seems like poison though. And I'm gonna put a jar of Azoth. <laughs> down to ah yes it's very poisonous i am familiar with it he puts one he puts one finger in it and then like licks it off like "Mm, Mm, yes good good quality (laughs) um let me just check really quick if there's anything else that i want to give to yuri so this is now two oh the a music box with the more child's lullaby on it i'm gonna give that to him too i don't know Maybe Mezzo wants to play with that while this is happening. Uh, and I guess I'll give him the green needle with no eye as well. That I originally collected to use in the recipe to um, wake up the corn dog, but then it seemed like too strong of a thing to risk substituting. Did I say what the green needle was? You... Implied that it would, like, make some bond between myself and the corn dogs, And I didn't really like the corn dogs that much, so. Mm-hmm. I like Mezzo a lot more. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, that's all. Where did I write down? Mm. Okay. Okay. Have fun, Mezzo. I'll see you when you're new. Okay, Mezzo. <laughs> 
doesn't really know what waving is, but they copy your hand motion. Okay. Uh, and then you leave? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you exit the large, like, um, junky building, and you're outside in... <coughs> you're outside in Loggers Pool again. Um, I guess I'll go back to... Oh, gosh. Uh... Little Occam, and I have, I want to talk to my siblings briefly, and then I'll go back home. Okay. So, um, you had, uh, how are you getting there? Just. Do I have to walk? Because, uh, like, the trolley I mean, man's not going to come back around again. Yeah, even. Is well, I think, you, I think you guys can call for the trolley man whenever you want. Like, he basically exists as, like, at this point now, like, oh, you have your own, like, way to get around okay that's not having to rely on public transportation i guess i'll ask him to come back okay so me. you you get your own trolley mm-hmm. and uh he brings you the little occam but i'm gonna move to the next person mm-hmm. okay Brittany, where yes. are you going um i guess i'm going back to my cottage you sure you didn't go back last night i don't think you were i don't like, think so this. i don't know should i go to, to my cottage or <coughs> i think i was like just fuck this i didn't yeah, want to deal like, with like my house was a mess mm-hmm. i think you're right i think i did go to the the hq I and just stayed like, there it was like a section of your house was like slightly burned yeah and you didn't want to deal with that i think no i'll go to hq because i didn't want to deal with it and i know that like at HQ, it's not burned, <laughs> and I have a bed. Question there. mark. And I think I took all the blankets or something. Oh yeah, you had like <laughs> fifty quilts, like on yeah, your bed. Yeah, I want that. Life. So you were just like the thickest for like bed burrito ever. Yeah, I guess I'll go to the um, the HQ. Geez, we're just there. never gonna find out what's going on at that house. Mrs. Nesbitt just ran you out of town. I just, I mean, it's only been a couple of days. My plants will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to water them every day. You'll just drown them. True. So, that means, like, um, you actually wouldn't see Dweezil because Dweezil didn't go back to HQ, so you're going to be alone. Um, you... I mean, I went back at some point. <laughs> Did you? Like... Two, three in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Stumbled back there. Um, okay, so you head back to HQ. Um, the smoky, eye-stinging air of Helm um, surrounding the uh, trolley as you step out of it in front of HQ. Squashed between two buildings, its windows dark and asleep. Okay. So I, I'm going to say at this point, like, Dweezil's already walked off to go in his bar adventure, so you have it to okay. yourself. I'll go inside. Okay. So, um, hmm. So you head inside, and the sort of commons room mm-hmm. uh, is pretty dark, and it's not as messed up as it kind of should be. Like, the last time you were in here, it got pretty weird and fucked up, but I think you kind of realized afterwards that you weren't in the same space anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's actually completely fine in here. The many, like, large, plush seating arrangements completely untouched. Your various trophies along the wall. Uh, and it seems fine. It's just mostly very dark. 
I'm going to ask Alexa to turn the light on. <laughs> okay. You say, Alexa, turn the light on, and then you take out a, a match and light one of the lanterns. Okay. <laughs> You like talking, you like referring yourself as Alexa in private. Yeah. Not really sure why. It's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah. And a disembodied voice says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just your own head. Yeah. Actually, side note, I figured out that um, from your phone, you can tell Alexa to just make an announcement at home. So, like, if I'm at work. Really? Yeah. So I started being able to talk to my cats while I'm at work. So nice. I will tell Alexa to say, hello, Teddy. I hope you're having a really good day. And I, it will just go in my house. I can control my lights from work and everything. It's the best. Do you ever mess with Raphael? I've done it like once. <laughs> but he was like in his office and didn't realize that I turned the living room lights to blue. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. the office not have Google lights? It was before we had it in the office, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But just now. Yeah. So we Technology can do it like is wonderful. Right now. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't think Bork would care that much. I could much. probably broadcast <laughs> on the home group still. I mean, I don't think I have to set it up on my you phone should, again. You should look into it so that you could tell your pets that you love them right now. Like or I, I could tell Raphael. Emotionally da- I'm also okay. home all the time, but I feel like if Bork just heard random our voices, he'd just get sad. Oh! Where are they? everybody. Yeah. Pet me. It's two Throw episodes your... in a row we're just Bork shaming. <laughs> okay, anyways. Bork, Bork. I light a lantern. Yeah, so you light a lantern and you just light several lights in the room Mm -hmm. and the flickering warm light of the lanterns illuminates everything, bathing it in golden light, making everything appear automatically much more homey. There is also a, um, like a fireplace that... Oh, I'm going to light that. Okay, the fireplace is... Dweezil spared no expense. The fireplace, you just like, you just fucking turn a knob and it starts burning. What was that? The fireplace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does it have yeah, like horrible you. fake crackling noises? No, it's real fire. I mean, it's just not burning any wood. It's just like straight up magic, like summoning fire. Oh, oh sweet. Okay. Um, yeah. Crinkle. All right. Crinkle. 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 Crinkle time. It's matcha milk. It's very really good. Um, I'm probably disgusting, so I think I'm gonna like take a bath or okay. a shower if we have that. You have a shower. Oh, wow. Okay. You have, like, that shower room, like, in the back. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to take a shower because I'm real stank. Okay. Um, Did a lot of sweating today. And also a lot of sewage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ragna, you head through the door into, like, the back room, like, the sleeping area. A long, thin, almost hallway-shaped room filled with um probably more bunk beds than you guys really need like enough to like enough to keep like a small garrison here really um and then walking past them you head over to the back room um uh, open the door and you're inside the bathroom a warm tiled area that still like contains a little bit of like the just the warmth and humidity of people taking showers here okay I'm going to scrub my disgusting body. Okay, you need to wash and scrub your disgusting body. (laughs) Okay. Roll a perception. Oh, no. I'm going to have to fight naked. (laughs) Hot. Three. (laughs) Okay. Uh, As you were there, you become aware that you are not alone. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) Okay. The Um. music starts. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No! (laughs) Boom. Oh, yeah. No! 
Okay, um, I'm gonna look around, being like, what the hell? Who's in here? Okay, you look around, being like, what the hell? Who's in here? <laughs> and as you turn around, um, you hear... Mortimer Krim. Oh, no! Oh, what are you doing here? so many muscles in this shower. <laughs> so I've looked up to you so much. <laughs> I could die. Oh, senpai. I'm the, can I look up at you from the ground? Okay. Uh, so you um you hear what sounds like motion on the other side of the door. I want to open up the door. Just yeah. In your full glory. I don't care. Oh shit, it's happening. I don't okay. care. So, yeah, you're shameless. Look at you and your Adonis like <laughs> body. Why should you care? So, you just quickly move over the door and throw it open. And Who the hell's here? Um you say throwing the door open and standing on the other side of it is a large uh, shadowy figure oh my seeming God. to be more a like like someone took a pair of scissors and snipped a hole in the world itself leaving a tall broad-shouldered figure directly in front of you cut into the air oh my god i've had nightmares about this Okay. Um, is it doing anything? Is it just standing there it's, menacingly? Well, it's also pretty menacing considering it's literally like a foot in front of you because it was immediately on the opposite side of the oh, room as you pulled okay. it. So it's not on the other side of the room. It's literally like within like hugging distance of you. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to be like... I'm going to close the door. <laughs> I'm going to close the door. Okay, you just quickly, like, throw the door shut. Okay, I know who it is. It's Shadow Man. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just Shadow Man. Yeah, it's a Shadow Man. Mr. Shadow Man. Is he going to phase through the door or what? And nothing seems to be happening yet. Okay, I'm going to finish my shower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Gary Shadowman out here. Gary Shadowman. Whenever you're ready, I'll be out here. Ready to kill you. I mean, what am I going to do? Just cut you and let you bleed real slow whenever you're ready. Um, I mean, if he wants to come in, I probably have a better chance of getting around him. Because if he was, like, right in the doorway, I can't get past him. No, you can't. Okay. So you just walk back and you're like, you know what? I'm in the middle of this fucking shower. Let him come in. I'm all sudsy. Yeah. I I need to get this, this ridiculous. Yeah. So you continue. Thank you. I only like to kill clean people. Gary <laughs> Shadowman here. Get all squeaky clean. Wouldn't want to stab you. Get my knife dirty. It's true. Okay. So you finish up your shower, and uh, I don't want that death wound to get infected. <laughs> uh, uh, just clean up real good. Yeah. And, uh, Eventually, okay, you get your clothes back on, and um, I'm going to assume you have all your stuff with you in here, just because you're such a prepared adventurer. I mean, you- I'd probably take my axe in there just to, like, hose it down, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, gosh. The- I might as well just wash everything. Might as well. Yeah, there's just, like, a power washer next to yeah. <laughs> yeah. the shower. Mortimer Crim knows what adventurers need, and it's power washers. Okay, I'll have my axe in hand, and... And open the door again, ready for Shadowman, for Gary to okay. come in. You open the door again, and oh, Shadowman. Oh, nice axe. 
<laughs> Thanks, Gary. I have, I have a knife. Okay. So, uh, That's pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah. So Gary Shadowman is standing in the doorway still, kind of exactly as far away as he was before, uh, but this time holding in his hands like an axe. Wow, so you just want to copy my style then? Okay. All Do right. Do you remember Dark Link? I'm, <laughs> I'm Dark Ragnar. All right. Um, but you can call me Gary. <laughs> All right, Gary. Um, it's got a lot of the same letters in it. So how big is my is the actual shower? Um, Is it like so a room kind of thing? It is. It's pretty big, actually, for a shower. Okay, like, so I'm going to like, take a couple steps back and let him come in towards me. Yeah, it's probably like... Shit, my cover fell. Oh God, it's cold. Um, it's probably like about as big as this area we're in is right okay. now. Okay. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I was ends. picturing. Um, which is, I don't know, like what eight feet square or something. Okay. Okay. Probably a little bit more than that. But that's okay. well, actually, yeah, it is. Maybe like actually like ten or eleven feet. Okay, but I mean, it's not just like a shower. It's a no. It's room. really big. Okay, I will back up and let Gary. Come inside if you'd like to. Okay. So. I'm going to bop you with this axe if you come in, but, you know, you're welcome to. You uh, back up and uh, you see that Gary backs up several feet as well. Motherfucker. Okay. Do you remember how to fight? Sh- oh, wait, you've never played any of those games. You're at a disadvantage. I am at a disadvantage. Never played a, li- a Link game. Oh, Zelda. no. How do you fight? This shadow man. Quick, go off and play Legend of Zelda right now, and then come back. So what you need to do is walk into one of the walls and just walk there, like, for a little because bit. Because he'll keep walking, oh. too, but he won't have the same wall to walk into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes or sense. Or just use, like, the Megaton hammer. Okay, um, is he holding it in, like, the exact way that I'm holding the axe? Yes. Okay, Except I'm, on the opposite side. I'm gonna, like, raise my axe in the air and see if he does the same. He raises it. Gary, come on. Is no, no, Gary doesn't respond. Is he like the same size as me too? Yes, he is. He's a big, broad-shouldered boy. <sighs> oh, Gary, why? Um, okay, I'm gonna step to the right. Okay, Gary steps to the left. Step to the left. Step to the right. Now turn. I'm trying to remember, like, no. is it, like, not two-step? Are know. we at, two-steps now. Are we at, like, every wedding ever? Yep. <laughs> yep. God. Okay. Um, oh, is he, like, on the other side of the wall now? Speaking of, like, every wedding ever, by the way, I feel like, what is it? I feel like Panic! at the Disco secured their place in history by making that one, like, the- Death of the Bachelor song. It's probably going to be at every wedding Ever for the next two hundred years. Death of a bachelor. Have you not heard that song? I have. Why? Like, why would it be out of? Because you're not a bachelor anymore. Yeah. Oh. You don't. You don't think that's going to be an incredibly popular wedding song? No, not at all. Oh, I bet you it is. I mean, I really like that song, I like but that I song wouldn't just be too. like, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna play that at my wedding, and it's everyone's really, gonna dance to it. I guess. Actually, but, no. Nobody's gonna dance a, to a, that. It's a really happy song, you know too. What? So as long as a, a song has something to uh, vaguely do with weddings, it's, a, it's it will about be how being a bachelor is stupid, and that like. Yeah, but usually you're playing a song at a wedding so that people get up and they like dance. That's why Raphael's 
example is yeah, commonly I'm played. Cha cha slide not going to be replaced anytime <laughs> soon. The yeah, cha cha slide. Okay. I thought at first you were talking about like the the song Steph where now, y'all. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay. Um, what were you doing? I just wanted to see if if it would mimic me exactly. What so was yeah, yeah. So I, were... I had stepped to the right and the, and, and okay, he stepped to the left, to the left and then. So now it's behind a wall. Um. Mm, a little like because you moved to the right, like you angled yourself so you can still see it pretty easily. You should try to force it to walk into furniture because there aren't the same things in that room that are in this no, room. No, there are a lot of like. Yeah, beds I kind of want to position him like behind a bunk bed and then just like walk backwards so he walks into the bunk bed. Okay. And then tuck him in. So yeah. you uh, sort of position it so that he walks into one of the small, like, uh, just areas in between the beds where you can, like, stand and move. Mm-hmm. And then just you just take a step back. So he walks right into it like a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, and as he takes a step back into the bed, there is a massively loud splintering noise as he simply takes a step back into it and nothing slows him. Nothing causes him to stop moving even a tiny bit. Shit. And the sheer force of an object moving, like... Well, actually, no, we'll probably just push the bed. But the bed isn't secured to the ground. But, like, yeah, the bed, like... It doesn't stop him. Yeah, the, the bed, like, it just gets pushed back, like, immediately. And there's, like, some light splintering. I from... see what you're trying to do there. <laughs> Good try. Um... Not gonna work on me. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Well, Gary Shadowman, as played by Plinkett. Oh my god, it is Plinkett. It is. I mean, that's how you solve this video game puzzle, so I'm not really sure what to do here. Punch myself in the face? Will that work? Gosh, that's like the exact solution that John tried to do in this scenario. I'm not surprised. And then he killed himself. I was joking, <laughs> but I'm not surprised that he went that far. He went far enough that he literally committed suicide to try and beat his <laughs> opponent. Oh, that's horrible. God. Not surprised. Um, well, Gary, what? I don't know what the fuck you want me to do here. What special abilities do you have again? I can never remember who has what. I can do some good shit against inanimate objects. Is it, you have two other things, though. What are the other two things? Do? They're both related to that. You oh, have three okay. things, and one of them is not related. What's the third thing? The third thing is distance, moving things. I thought that was also related to anim- inanimate no, objects. No, it can be done to living things as well. Oh, well, I always used it in conjunction with that. No, you've hit people. Uh, you've even used it as, like, a friendly thing where you've oh, yeah. thrown, like, well, not thrown, but you've, like, smacked your friends, like, large distances. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that if I did anything to Gary, then he's just going to do the same right back to me. Maybe. Give him a hug. Yeah. Oh, this isn't the answer. Hmm. I could. Give him a kiss. Maybe your biceps will splinter. Hmm. Play patty cake. Oh, my God. You patty cake champions. You can do it. <laughs> Holy shit. We can't lose. No. Well, I mean, you would still might make errors, but taking away that ability for the other person to mess up, you yeah. could be a champion. Um, God, what do I even do here? I mean, I can't, 
If you can get outside, you can run away from him, and he'll go the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, he can't chase you. That's so if true, you just but carve I'm kinda... a hole into the bathroom wall, you can walk away. Yeah, I'm kind of, like, cornered here. Roll a perception check. You know I'm not good at that shit. I got a 19. Oh, shit. Well, you're good when it counts, kind of. When... No, not really. Yeah, so uh, you notice that although he's kind of like the exact same you know, shape and height and build as you, mm-hmm. um, there is something odd going on around his feet. His legs do not come down and simply like, oh, those are your legs. They come down, they you know, touch the ground. Like something about uh, right at his ankles, the shadow is like uh, sort of widening out and melting as though he is some kind of wax figure slowly turning into a pool. Uh, the darkness of the shadow pools around his ankles and it seems, as you're looking at it, to very slowly stretch towards you. Uh, Hi, I'm Gary, and I've got a weird foot thing. <laughs> Gary, I'm real sorry about your weird foot thing. Fortunate. I have medicated ointment. <laughs> uh, just, uh, is there any gold bond in the bathroom over there? <laughs> um, God. That's weird. I don't... <sighs> so are the feet slowly going towards Are her? they moving so... towards me? Yes. I'm going to lift my foot up into the air and see what his foot does. Okay. He uh, lifts his uh, opposite foot like up in the air. You, uh-huh. lift, you lift your right foot and sure. he lifts his left foot. And um, as he does so, um, it, he just lifts it like normal and there's his foot. But there's some sort of like long... Uh, gooey like tendril of like shadow that extends from his foot to the ground like an oozing stretching mass of non-physical object okay I don't know what to do with this information I'm really tempted to just it, bust a hole in the back of the bathroom and leave. Is it like, uh, like a shadow where we it's like... refix this Like the well, stuff on the ground is it. connecting to her feet? No, it's too okay. far away. Oh, okay. So you there's know, no connection there. No. What you could do... What? Slam your axe above... The, like swing over Gary's head. Okay. And then Gary will swing... Gary's axe over your head and your axes will hit together, but use your ability to move things really far and see what happens. Hmm. I mean, Gary might also have this ability. Well, I'm wondering, because I feel like that would be a thing that would happen where Gary might physically imitate, like, your shape and what you're holding, Uh but I feel like generally you don't would not be able to copy the magical properties of things you have. Usually, magical, I don't know. Usually magical objects are special. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I copied, like, your, like that flask that copies yeah. the material properties of a liquid, but not the magical properties. I think it's worth a shot. I'm going to go up to Gary. Okay. So, you... But not too close, because he's weird. Yeah. So I've got my you feet, kind of step- getting closer. <laughs> Always closer. You step, uh, like, 
within five feet of Gary, like at the very edge of your own attack radius. So you can keep a little bit of distance there. Yeah. You don't feel very close to Gary yet as a person. No. And But we're uh, getting closer every day. <laughs> By the way, I meant to ask before because I didn't listen to it because like I Are was... you gonna ask if I gave you a voice answer? No. Fuck. Oh, because I was suck. like, I was like, wait, this is a totally unreasonable request because of how much talking happened. Because that would require me to go through a lot uh, of different. Like, if you would talk for ten seconds, that would have been easy. God damn but it! Like, it would be like, oh, turn the filter on, turn the filter off, turn the filter on. All turn right, the filter all off. right. Too much work. Okay, so you head uh, over towards Gary. And uh, so you both walk up to the door. As Gary walks across the floor, his uh, feet leave, like, wet splotches of, like, shadow on the ground. Um, making odd, like, suctioning noises mm. as he does so. Um, and leaving a strange trail as he goes. When you stop five feet away, at the very edge of your attack radius, you see, like, the shadow of his melting feet like is still stretching towards you so you don't have like a long amount like it's slow but you probably don't have a lot of time to like test this attack so you're just swinging your axe at his axe yeah like above like so it does it's not i'm not aiming for his body i'm just aiming like up in the air so that if he does the same thing our axes will meet in the air and you'll be hitting an inanimate object yes and i want to blast him away if he's okay yeah so probably splatter him on a wall yeah we'll see what happens here so you quickly like begin like pulling your axe back <laughs> readying for a mighty blow and you see that he's doing the same and then you swing it up over your head you don't need to focus on aiming even though you're hitting such an incredibly tiny like exact attack because you know his axe will be there to meet it mm-hmm. um, activating your own powers as you do so Roll damage. You don't need to roll the hit because you're definitely gonna hit. Okay. I mean, you can roll to see if you crit, but that's that's it, really. Maybe I don't want to crit. Well, can I find well, a d twelve? Yeah. Yes, I can. Well, no, you roll a d twenty just to see if oh, you crit Lord. and or crit fail. I got an eleven. Okay. Um, four. I rolled a four. Plus four. Plus. No, you get to numbers. roll twice. Oh shit! No, plus you're right. four for the. Strength, I just was talking about. Okay, well, four was better than plus four, so that's eight. Eight? No, no, wait, 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 wait. You roll twice and add four. Yes. Did you do that? Because your damage to inanimate objects means you get to roll twice. Oh, is that what it means? Yeah. Oh, okay. I I rolled a four and I rolled a two. It's up to you if it's double I, I don't know. I just or... want to be whichever one is better. I don't really know which one is better. Um, um, gosh, this would be some complicated math, actually, Polly. I haven't used this in so long. My instinct's telling me that rolling twice is better. I think your instincts are Polly garbage. Like, this would be, um, yeah, that makes me some Double damage to inanimate objects or. I can do the gust, no damage, and translates to feet moved. Yeah. Um, so that's double damage before adding strength. So while I'm doing... I mean, I'm hitting the, the axe, which is... 
I don't know if that would count as an inanimate object well, if it was part out. of this goopy monster. We're going to roll as though it is. I'm going to tell you what happens. Okay. So double damage. So that would be eight. And then... Plus four. Plus... Okay, so then that would be 12. Okay. So you swing your axe upwards over your head into the shadow axe. Uh, They meet for a second, and your own axe digs into the shadow hitting it as though it you just hit an axe made of tar. Ah, shit. <laughs> um, it sort of spreads around your own axe for, like, a moment, beginning to, like, consume the edges of it. Uh. And then the sheer force of your axe, like, like, the power that you just put into it, as well as the magically, like, fueled everything you just did, like, the force of it expands into, like, the opposing axe, and you watch as it ricochets away from Gary. The sheer uh, force of it tearing his arms from his shoulders, leaving long, horrifying trails of black shadow goo connected to the stumps of his arms, connected to the, um, what is that? To the axe. They go flying across the room behind him and, like, land uh, in a soggy mess like, what was it? 12 feet? 12 feet behind him. Oh. Okay. A long, sinuous trail of shadow slime connects your own axe, lying over his shoulder and dripping down him, connected far to the pile in the back. Connected to my axe? Yes. Okay, I'm going to back up and try to rip this off, just pulling it away. Okay, you, like... Quickly take several steps back, and Gary, like, mimics you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go to, like, reach up to, like, pull off some of the goo. I'm not touching it with my okay. hand. I'm pulling my axe away from, oh, from as you're, Gary. Well, you're walking away, so that kind of pulls it away well, naturally. Yeah. Um, you, like, it's still, con- I guess you, like, do that to, like, pull it away. You see that, no, the shadow stuff just kind of, like, stretched with you. Like the ropes of the slime dripping like farther down. Ew. As it was, like, I was just gonna say that I want to okay. turn on the shower and kind of rinse it off. Okay, be like, so, oh, I got some Gary on my axe. Uh, so as like the the stuff is like losing tensile strength, it's like drooping more and more, and you uh, you turn on the shower to like try and wash this shit off. <laughs> You just took a shower. Um, you just washed this sword. Yeah. So. Um, Power wash Gary right down the drain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He'll stay down the drain. That's how like horror movie shit I mean, works, it's, right? It's, it's power wash. It's not just a shower. Yeah. It's not just wash. a shower. It's a power wash. Right. Okay. So uh, you quickly like pull, uh, turn on the shower and like the hot water comes down onto your blade. Um, and. It seems to be like pushing it off a little, like it's pushing like you're, the way you're angling it, like just like to push it down off the blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you realize in horror that it's only really like spreading it around your axe head more. Oh god! And it's starting to like as it like pushes down on it, like some of it like comes off and like odd tendrils and like hits the ground and like turns into small puddles. Ugh. 
Okay. Which begins slowly getting larger. Oh, God. Maybe I should just bust out the back of this bathroom. I mean, I don't want to get it on me. That sounds like the worst idea. Okay. Well, is that what you want to do then? Just like I'm fucking, gonna turn around and you just... literally just fix this place up, and you're just gonna like. Well, what do you want me to do? I'm sure just, that Dweezil will understand. Just rub a little bit of tenactin on it; it'll be fine. Put some Windex on it, <laughs> or maybe Tiger Bomb. It's just, it's just okay, a really, <laughs> really bad fungal infection. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming these. Okay, I'm. Going to use my powers of destroying inanimate objects to just bust a hole out of the back of the room. Okay. Um, roll damage. Our beautiful bathroom. Eight. I just also looked up the difference between rolling twice 20, and, and doubling the roll. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Doubling damage. 16 and then 20. Okay, so I would do 20 damage to the wall. Okay. You slam your axe into the wall and, like, it just immediately, like, (gasps) cracks fly out. Like, many of the, like, linoleum tiles like, flying out into the room and you slam a large hole into the wall. Just a clean, smashed, rough-hewn, like, portal at the end. It's not really big enough for you to get through, but it is... A hole that goes all the way through the wall. I'm assuming that he also swung his axe. You hear the sound of like something like shattering and splintering. It sounds like he destroyed one of the beds. And we have a lot of bunk beds. It's fine. (laughs) All right. I'll give it another whack so I can leave. Okay. Uh, You like go to give it another whack and... As you, like, uh, you looked back to, like, look, like, oh, shit, what did you fucking destroy? Yeah. And you look back and you see that, like, the goo that was on your axe is beginning to, like, just cover over the hole, forming a, like, curtain. What? Of, like, goo. Because it was on your axe and it hit the hole. This is bullshit. Okay. So, Rocket, you gave the winding, (laughs) you gave the winding up thing, but I... Are we sure we don't have time to do Dana's turn? Like, oh, we've been doing some. Sh- no, no, no. It's. I mean, we're at an hour twenty now. Like, oh, I didn't. Shit, I sorry, that Dana. Long. Yeah, it's like, okay. This is the problem when everybody like splits up. Is that? Yeah. The turns get really. The turns long. get really. Well, I figured we get to the point where I can Dana walk wall. towards my wall. Walk towards your wall. I live in the wall. Oh my gosh! We haven't even like. Yeah, wow. I said before that Dana has only been this underground. Is actually, like a pretty important. Yeah, so you're okay. Not gonna yeah, just, definitely just... can't do it because like there's going to be so much in your turn, Dana. Like yeah. setting up basically the entire scenario. You Next live in. episode is an all Dana. Episode. It's, no, it's going to be. I'm telling you now, it's actually going to be pretty Dana focused. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.